Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. It is opening day. Baseball is back, and it is great to watch, and... We have a lot more games coming up throughout the afternoon. And, of course, you can check out all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com. My predictions for the upcoming season are up. Who's going to win the division? Who's going to win the World Series? Cy Young picks, MVP, as well as some uh, over-under wins. I know a couple of the games have started, but there are a few I have in there where they haven't started. So if you have the ability to pluck down some money and you want to, uh, you can check those out, obviously. We'll have the in-season waiver wire pickups, two-star pitcher, stock watch, and a lot more throughout the season. You can ask your questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. Get an answer from either myself, Dr. Otto, Sean Childs. So tons of great content that will take you through the baseball season. And you're going to want to be a part of it. Obviously, it includes coverage for all sports, too, once you become a member. So make sure you check us out today. And don't forget... Special uh, discount for you guys here that are want to sign up for Scout DFS, uh, especially fantasy baseball. If you use the promo code OPENING25, you get 25% off the MLB DFS access for the entire MLB season. But you got to act fast because it expires at midnight Eastern on uh, March 29th. So there's not a lot of time. That's tonight. So you got until midnight tonight to take advantage of this. So again, opening 25, you get great access. Guys who have reached the FanDuel final, Chris Rose is a part of it. Steve Renner, who's going to join me in the next segment. So, you know, you're getting 25% off and you get articles, analysis, the lineup optimizer, Slack chat, and more. So it's basically about 50 cents per day, including the postseason. You're going to make your money back. You know, we're going to give you, you never win every day. No one does. Whoever does tell you that, they're lying. Uh, obviously, there's going to be injuries, guys that you expect to go off don't. So you're not going to win every day. But with the work and everything that we have here, we're going to make a profit in the end. And that's what you have to understand. The money that you put in, you're more than likely going to get it back, potentially double, triple, 10x, whatever it is, depending on how much you play, what type of games you play. So, uh, again, you can check it out. There's a DFS optimizer with player projections, Slack chat access, daily pitcher and batter models, daily cash game picks and tournament advice. So, you know, we're there for you every day. So, again, 25% off. Go to scoutdfs.com. Right now, use the promo code OPENING25 to take advantage of that. In VegasWhispers.com, they got previews up for the NCAA tournament, which returns tonight, Sweet 16. Uh, don't forget about that. And, Schedule works out pretty well in that we only have one game after 7 p.m. Eastern today. That's the Mariners and Red Sox. All the other baseball is either now 
and most of them start at 4 p.m. Eastern. So, yeah, there might be some baseball going on when the early games kick off, but at least tonight we can sit back and watch a good portion of the tournament. So it should be a fun day in sports, uh, no question about it. Take a look at some news uh, before we get into some of the action from this afternoon. Frank, Franklin Barreto was sent down by the A's. I think a lot of people thought he might get some playing time with the injury to Matt Olson, but the A's acquired Kendrys Morales yesterday. So, so Kendrys Morales uh, will be there with the A's, so that means Barreto's just not going to get much playing time. So he was sent down to AAA, so keep that in mind if you pick them up. Bad news here on Andrew Heaney. He felt renewed discomfort in his elbow during a recent throwing session. So he's going to visit a specialist, and they are a little concerned. That was a quote from Brad Ausmus. So not good. You know, Heaney was a guy I liked before the year. I actually picked him up in a NFBC auction for 2 bucks at the end. You know, it's worth the shot at the end for 2 bucks. This turn could turn out to be nothing. And he's back, or could be the opposite, where maybe he's out for an extended period of time, if not the year. And that's the risk you take for two bucks, but that's something that's replaceable. So uh, if you are an Andrew Heaney owner, be prepared to possibly move on. Uh, he definitely had injuries throughout his career, but he threw 180 innings last year, and that's kind of why I liked him. And uh, right now he's out indefinitely, so that's something to keep an eye on. Shohei Otani took uh, on-field BP today. It's the first time he has since the Tommy John surgery. He is starting the year on the injured list, uh, but it looks like he should be the main DH probably late April, early May. And we know he's not going to pitch this year. Now, if he's playing consistently, then, yeah, he's going to be a nice value. I just don't know what the plan is as he rehabs back from uh, the Tommy John surgery. Uh, but there's no question the skills that he put up last year as a hitter and even chipping in the stolen bases. So you know, he could turn out to be a real steal for people that uh, took him in drafts. The Giants did not name a closer until today. Bruce Bochy confirmed that Will Smith will close for the team. You know, I think they wanted Mark Melanson to at least be in the mix, but he had a horrible spring. Remember, they paid this guy a healthy amount of money a couple years ago. So, um, and this is not going to be a good team, but Smith has good skills. And maybe he's a guy, too, that is a trade candidate, someone who is taken pretty late in drafts as the closer. I do not like this Giants team at all. I think I had the uh, the under 74.5 on them. I mean, their lineup today. I mean, there are two guys in there. You could be in an NL only league, and you're like, who the hell are these guys? I mean, they released Mac Williamson. So this is just a disaster of a team. They're going to be really bad this year. Uh, and that's the unfortunate part. We got quite a few terrible teams in baseball this year, a lot more in the American League. But, man, the Giants are pretty, pretty bad at this point. So, uh, you know, Will Smith has the job for now. But uh, one of my bold predictions I made, I did a 30 bold predictions for each team. And the one for the Giants is I said, by the end of the season, Reyes Maranta leads this team in saves. Now, He's not a guy you need to pick up now. Thinking in an only league, if you you know want to stash a reliever, sure. I don't think he's mixed league worthy at this time, but I think he is a guy that we could be talking about down the road as a waiver wire pickup, potentially closing for the San Francisco Giants. So uh, just keep that in mind. But Will Smith will open the season as the closer for the Giants, and I think people pretty much drafted accordingly. I think everyone felt like Will Smith was going to be the closer. It just uh, they. Didn't name him the closer, but we know that now, so that's 
something to keep an eye on if you still have a draft. Uh, Will Smith will close for the Giants. Um, so if you have Melanson, yeah, I don't think you need to hold on to him, man. I just he's been terrible here in the spring, so I would I don't see the need to hold on to him and uh, unless he goes out there and pitches well. But it's been a pretty rough uh, spring for him, so I don't see the need to uh, hold on to a guy like Melanson at this point. If maybe you drafted him in the you know last round or two, because I like to do that, I'll take a shot on a, a couple of relievers late just to see okay. Do they get the shot? If that's the case and you did that, no need to hold on to Melanson. You can let him go. Uh, Rich Hill officially placed on the DL. We know about that. Uh, and uh, some other news here. Justin Upton goes on the DL with turf toe. So not a surprise there. And He's been one of the more reliable players as far as consistency in games played over the last couple of years. But uh, banged up here in the spring with the knee tendonitis and with the uh, turf toe now. Uh, speaking of closers, the Marlins are not going to name a closer going into the year. Again, this is a team that's probably not going to win a lot of games. They're in the NL East, very tough division. So Mattingly said that Drew Steckerrider, Sergio Romo, and Adam Conley would all be in the mix, and he won't hesitate to use any of them early in games. So you got a bad team that might not win many games that's not naming a closer. It's a situation I'm probably going to avoid. Even though I felt Romo would be the guy, even late in drafts, it's like, do I really want to draft this guy? The problem with that, especially in a weekly league, you put, say you say, okay, I think Romo's the guy, and you put Romo in there in a weekly league. There could be a week where they have three games against the Nationals, three against the Phillies. Could they win? Sure. But what are the odds of that? Maybe they win one game. So you might get one save opportunity if you're lucky. And then what happens if they don't have any save opportunities that week? And it's like, okay, now we need to get Romo some work. He hasn't pitched in five days. And you know how that works. These relievers come into games, and all of a sudden, they're trying to get work, and they get bombed. So I know we are searching for saves, and we get desperate, and we want to take them anywhere. But it's just a situation that I think I'm going to avoid right now with uh, Miami. And I don't have any of those guys anywhere so uh i would avoid it jeremy jeffers was put on the deal with a sore right shoulder i still think he could be in the mix for saves and he might not have been drafted in some leagues over the last few days so that's a guy uh if you have a roster spot and you know especially if you have open dl spots he might be a guy you want to throw on there because uh, i do think there's a possibility that he does uh, get some saves uh, when he returns, assuming that the Brewers don't go out and sign Craig Kimbrell, which is, I guess, still a possibility. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet, but uh, it is definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, Max Scherzer is finally out of the game as the Mets are able to get that pitch count up, but he did pitch into the eighth inning, and it was a great start for Scherzer today, although he leaves in line to take the loss. He cannot win this game. Because uh, he trails one nothing, he goes seven and two thirds innings, one earned run, three walks, twelve strikeouts, one hundred nine pitches, seventy six for strikes. His only mistake, a home run to Robinson Cano, who in his Mets debut in his first at bat, he goes yard uh, for the Nationals. Trey Turner is two for three with three stolen bases, and we did hear a lot of talk about how he was going to run more this year. 
that's the one thing the Mets, uh, you have been able to run on their pitchers. I don't know the numbers for DeGrom offhand. I know Noah Syndergaard has been pretty bad as well as Steve Matz, and I think it's a big issue for the pitchers. They've got to do a better job holding runners on, especially a guy like Trey Turner, who's going to run wild. Uh, Victor Robles, one for two. Gomes, one for three. Jacob DeGrom did not really have his best stuff today. You wouldn't know it from the line. If you just look at the box score, you're like, um, okay, what are you talking about? Look at the line. He was not sharp. He didn't hit his spots. He fell behind a couple times. But that's why Jacob DeGrom is an ace. That's why you paid a first-round price tag for him. Not his best stuff against, to me, one of the better lineups. And he goes six scoreless innings, allows only five hits. One walk, 10 strikeouts, 93 pitches, 59 for strikes. And then Seth Lugo came in the seventh and struck out the side. And uh, really like Lugo. Uh, I think he could start on a lot of teams, uh, but the Mets need him in the bullpen right now. Uh, Mets offense obviously not doing much. Uh, one of my friends texted me and said, oh, this lineup is just like last year. They have one run. Relax. Uh, this is uh, a Max Scherzer. <laughs> you know, many teams are not going to hit Max Scherzer. I'm really not worried about the lineup today. Obviously, a lot of guys strike it out a ton, but it's Max Scherzer. He's just really difficult to hit. I, I definitely think this Mets lineup is improved, and it will not be like last year. So uh, I wouldn't panic at all as uh, Pete Alonso gets his first major league hit. Uh, he really looked ba not bad. He had a good first. I thought he had a pretty good first at bat against Scherzer where he worked to count full. And then he swung at a slider out of the strike zone. But it was a nasty pitch, if you see the movement. He just singled, dunked one into center off of Miller. So he gets his first major league hit, and they are going to pinch run for him here in the top of the eighth uh, with the Mets clinging to a one nothing lead. Uris Familia is warming up, so he'll come on to the eighth, and then they'll try and preserve that lead and uh, see if Edwin Diaz can get his first save opportunity. But we still got a ways to go here. Uh, not a surprise here out in the Bronx today. The Yankees lead the Orioles 6-2. Man, this is just such a, an abysmal Orioles lineup. Uh, and the Yankees are going to get to beat up on them, you know, 18, 19 times this year. Uh, and they are today. Luke Voigt with the big hit. A three-run homer in the first inning to center field. And, you know, Voigt, I think there were some people who were kind of on the fence with him deciding what to do in drafts because they just weren't sure. And especially as the spring went along, you know, Greg Bird was in the mix too. Now, obviously, Aaron Hicks is hurt to begin the year, so that opens some things up. Uh, Greg Bird, not a good start today. 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. So uh, he was already hearing some boos today. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, he was a good guy to pick late to see if it works, but uh, I'm not convinced it will. Trey Mancini is 3-for-3 three three for the Orioles with a run in an RBI. Andrew Kashner got the start, did not pitch well. What a surprise. Uh, so I'm sure a lot of people had Yankees in their DFS lineup today. Aaron Judge, who is my pick for AL MVP, 2-for-2, two two, three runs in a walk. Giancarlo Stanton, 1-for-1 one one with a run and two walks. Voight, I mentioned, has four RBIs and a walk with the hit. Uh and uh, Troy Tulowitzki is starting at shortstop today, 0 for 3 with a strikeout. As uh, Masahiro Tanaka leaves after five and two thirds, he allows six hits, two runs, one or no walks, five Ks. And Adam Adovino came in to finish off this sixth inning. So that's the one thing we talked about the Yankees and their bullpen. With that starting staff, uh, they are going to uh, have a, a lot of opportunity there to get uh, runs. For the Phillies, they're hosting the Braves. Andrew McCutcheon leads off with a home run 
for the Phillies against Julio Teran. Aaron Nola with a scoreless first inning, a strikeout, 10 pitches, seven uh, strikes there. You know, McCutcheon I wrote about, I wrote an article about, like, McCutcheon is the undervalued veteran that people disrespected. And I didn't, I don't even think I have McCutcheon in any of my leagues either. And I, I would have liked him. You know, there are a lot of outfielders in that range that I kind of like a little bit better. But McCutcheon was a nice value. Eighth, ninth round. This was a guy that used to go in the first two rounds for many years. And he clearly is not the same player. And when that happens, people kind of forget about them. And they want that upside player. And especially depending on the way you built your roster, you know, McCutcheon just gives you that high floor in every category. The guy can hit. Uh, he'll hit for average. He'll chip in double-digit steals. And in this Phillies lineup, he's going to score a ton of runs and a good start for him today. And the game with the most runs so far, the Brewers lead the Cardinals 4-3 in the fifth. Christian Yelich with a three-run homer. Mike Moustakis with a solo home run. Harrison Bader with a bomb to left field, 432 feet. And Colton Wong with a two-run homer. So Miles Michaelis, who was so good last year, has given up four runs in four innings, no walks, two strikeouts. We know he's going to... Keep that whip low. And uh, Jules Chassin for the Brewers, four and a third, three hits, three runs, a walk, and five strikeouts. We'll keep you posted on all the action. The Mets just took a 2 nothing lead. Robinson can know an RBI single. But when we return, we're going to look ahead to the afternoon DFS slate. Steve Renner, Scout DFS. He joins me next here, Scout Fantasy Sports. Game time decisions. As we went through uh, yesterday uh, uh, with uh, the guys uh, in the booth, uh, Mike goes on, Mike goes off. Yeah, Mike goes on, Mike goes off. See, Gabe, it's not me. It's from their end. Yeah, no, no, it, it is on their end. And it's too bad because they had a no-hitter going today, but, you know. They sure did. It was a great performance. Yeah. Guys that, like, work with know-how-to-turn buttons on and off. <laughs> Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdoses. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Aronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can find me, ScoutFantasySports.com. My predictions for the upcoming season are up. I'm on the site today. Division winners, World Series winners, MVP, Cy Youngs, and my favorite over-under bets for the season. I believe there are six of them, so you can check those out. Of course, we'll take you through the course of the season, two-star pitchers, waiver wire pickups, stock watch, and a lot more. You'll get content from myself, Sean Childs, and Dr. Roto each and every day. And, of course, if you have any questions, just ask them on the message boards in the forums, and we are there to answer, as well as ScoutDFS.com. And joining us now from ScoutDFS.com, it is Steve Renner. Steve, what's up? Adam, how are we doing so far on opening day? Well, my Mets are up 2-0 as they just extended the lead. Robinson Cano, welcome to the Mets. So, yeah, so far so good. We'll see now if uh, Familia can get it to Diaz. So, yeah, good start to the day for me. Yeah, I, you know, I'm with you on the Mets all year. You know, I picked them to to win the division, so it's certainly a good start. Uh, I was, I, was I, just, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at this point that Max Scherzer at 100 pitch hitting for himself with two men on and nobody out there. But uh, great pitching performance between DeGrom and, and Max to, to start things off there. It's going to be close who wins the Cy Young this year, I think, between the two of them. Yeah, it should be. And look, I I picked the Nationals to win the division, and I hope I'm wrong. You know, usually we all want to be right. I pray I'm wrong on this one. I just I just think that team is still very good. And you know, w- you know, being a Mets fan, like you kind of want to have optimism. And the, over the last couple weeks, you know, I started to feel more excited about this team because I think the offense is better. But as a Mets fan, you know that it can quickly unravel. And we saw them, was it two years ago, when they got off to the sizzling start, they just folded. So, yep. But they have yep. the talent, uh, and you're more neutral, so you could probably give a better spin on them than me because there is that little bit of negativity in there that, that, that we've seen the Mets kind of disappoint at times. But uh, I do think this is a pretty solid team, and I am excited. It's just that the division is so tough. It is, it is. And I think you go anyway with the top four teams there and really with the Mets. You, if everything, if, if nothing goes wrong, I think they'll be good because they've got a good team. Uh, but you know what? I I could say the same thing about the Nationals, right? I mean, if like I said, if Strasburg or Corbin good they're in the world out here, God forbid Scherzer gets hurt. But uh, yeah, one of the really good divisions uh, to start this year. For sure, and uh, big day here, Scout DFS with our baseball coverage. So let people know, and we got a special offer too that they need to take advantage of right now. Yeah, jump in on the spring training offers. We still got one for you now. Opening 25, uh, 25% for, for the full season. Um, it, 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 listen, it's a huge discount to get paying it uh, even monthly over the course of the season. We will have monthly packages coming out, but you want to lock it in. It's, it's six months of, of baseball. It is a grind. We've got content. We've got ice. We've got Slack chat. we got Optimizer. we got projections. Uh, we do have custom dashboards that go into not just the projections, but they really show you some of the analytics and who matchups each day. So opening 25, jump in there, 25% off of that. Uh, that'll be up probably for the next 24 hours, or at least through the week, jump on that now because it's the, the discounts are going to be going away at some point but for now. Well, I guess baseball timed this out perfectly. They knew you were coming on today in the 3 o'clock hour because we have a lot of games at 4 o'clock, so there's still time to jump in to the afternoon slate. So let's look at some of those games, some of the pitchers that stand out, and obviously the lineups, which is a good thing. We have all the lineups now. Uh, but 
for this slate, uh, who are other pitchers that you are relying on here? Are there two or three that stand out? Uh, yes. Let's, let's start with the, the obvious ones first that you like. Yeah, so for me, I think Jose Barrios uh, is actually going to come in pretty popular. So if we're looking at on the drafting side, which is what has the, the slip four o'clock, he's only 9K over there. And, and I would have uh, Barrios pitching at home against kind of a watered down on Cleveland um, and not extreme heat temperatures there. You, you know, you don't have Lindor, Jose Ramirez will be in the lineup. But if you look at this, this Cleveland team, Team expecting a lot of Hanley Ramirez, and he's going to be batting fifth. You know, I mean, so you look at this lineup, but it's really Jose Ramirez at two and Santana at four are his trouble spots there. Uh, I like Barrios a lot more than Kluber uh, in, in that matchup, so I'm not trusting Kluber. I think people are going to look to pay up for is uh, Verlander against Snell. Uh, um, I actually think that Houston could get on Snell early in this game, so I don't like Blake at, at North. If you wanted to pay for Verlander, I wouldn't talk you off of it um, because he's a little bit. He'll get you the strikeouts. I just, I typically don't like to pay for the studs because, for the most part, they don't go over 100 pitches this early in the year. And the value arm that, if you wanted to chase a value arm as an SB two, uh, is, is is without a doubt worth 4,800 for Kansas City. But there's a lot of rain. They've had the tarp out there all day in Kansas City. It looks nasty. They don't have a game tomorrow, so they could easily push opening day back. Um, I'm actually a little surprised that they haven't already. But either way, I think that that pushes us off of you know paying up for Verlander. So for me, Barrios is number one. My second favorite guy coming into the day was Hunjin Ryu. Um, had a sub home last year. The Diamondbacks lineup is, is not projected to be very, very good against left-handed pitching. Uh, the one dangerous spot I will say, though, is Christian Walker batting uh, has a ton of power against left-handed pitching. He could be a trouble spot for Ryu. And the other problem with Ryu general is it just doesn't go deep into games. And if this was middle of the season, I probably wouldn't pay for it. But I don't see a lot of pitchers going deep into the game. So um, take a risk with Ryu as an SB2. But Barrios, for me, is without a doubt the best guy today. I could see some people maybe looking at a guy like Eric Lauer today, opening for the Padres, their home, they're against the Giants, who have Connor Joe and Michael Reed in their lineup, and I'm not making that up. Those are real baseball players. I don't even think they were selected in NL-only leagues. Uh, but what do you think about Eric Lauer today? Yeah, who has more fake names, the uh, the Giants or the Orioles? The Dude, the, I, this be, is, yeah. I mean, some of these lineups that we're seeing run out here today, I mean, come on, man. Connor, Joe, like, are you serious? Yeah, no, that that, that, that is odd. And when you see Joe Panic is all the way down at eight, that, that tells you how um, how risky he is. And I, I jumped off him at, at the eighth hole. Not like Lauer at all. Um, and maybe I have blinders just because he, he looked full last year. It's uh, a guy who doesn't generate a lot of swings and misses. And for me, through five for, for the Giants is still a respectable one through five. You know, for our longtime veterans there. I don't like Lauer's strikeout upside. But there's there's just too much risk there uh, for him to get into trouble and get pulled early. So he's not someone I'm going to go down to. And really, you know, one guy I forgot to mention uh, that we didn't touch on is uh, is Kyle Freeland at, at 9K, who I think be a little bit safer pivot than, than Ryu going up against Miami. Uh, but you could, if you dangerous, I would look at Jose Urania at 6,500. Colorado, away from home, typically is not as good. It's it's a great pitcher's park. There's a lot of bats in that Rockies lineup that we do like, but that's that's the risk that I would take 
over a guy like Lauer, who, like I said, just doesn't generate enough swings and misses. Talking to Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com, going over the afternoon slate, which begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, so you still have some time. So take your pen and pad out and take some notes. Are there any other pitchers uh, that you think could be sneaky today? So a leverage play would be, and when I say leverage play, this is always looking at who is the uh, the chalk team uh, hitting-wise. And if you wanted to say, well, like, I don't want to play the chalk bats, which today that's going to be the Cubs this afternoon, um, if you don't want to play them, instead of just fading them, some people would like to take a chance and go with the op- opposing pitcher. Uh, I know this is one play that I think Chris Rose is on today uh, in his article, if it's got the FS, but Mike Miner uh, against the Cubs was, was pretty good last year at home in general for Texas. Uh, and, you know, I think that the Cubs lineup is you, – you get three bats there with Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez that generate a lot of the ownership – um, and a lot of the perception for them being a good hitting team, but they're really not. I mean, six through nine is going to be, even with the DH, it should be an easy spot for Mike Miner. So at 5,800, I think he's a little bit sneaky, but it's, it's more of a, uh, a game theory leverage play where you want to go against the chalk. And, you know, if the, if the Cubs do kind of flop, then that kind of pivots to Miner having a good day. I agree with the Cubs, man. I, I don't don't see a lot of threats here outside of those three that you mentioned. I mean, the bottom of the lineup is pretty weak, and uh, it's not going to. I don't think it's very hot in Texas right now, so that that's interesting. No. Um, how about on the Texas side? Because uh, I think John Lester really struggled down the stretch last year. Um, any interest in some of the right-handed bats? You know, Hunter Pence had a great spring. He's hitting fifth today. Could you see maybe going with him as a valuable uh, as a value, or just not convinced yet? Not convinced yet on Hunter Pence. I will say Joey Gallo has always been someone who, even against left-handed pitching, is a sneaky play. And you know what you're getting with Gallo. It's, it's either home run or bust with him. Uh, but he's actually shown still decent power against lefties at times, and has always been kind of a, a sneaky DFS play there. I think the liner to Shields at the top of the order could provide some good value because if he gets on, we know Lester uh, has always had trouble keeping runners on first. Uh, but, if, you know, with the slate being what it is, overall for me, Texas wasn't a spot that I wanted to go to today. But they're, go- they're still going to be what they've been in the past, which is home run or bust. And I was kind of hoping that Estrubal Cabrera was going to hit a lot higher in the order. Um, I mean, he has some value. But overall, I think the value play for them would actually be Elvis Andrews because shortstop is pretty weak on the slate. Yeah, Andrews hitting third and coming off a season where he had some injuries. He was really good two years ago. Definitely was undervalued in season-long drafts for sure. Talking to Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com. Is there a a stack that might not be popular where maybe there's a pitcher you think people are saying is going to pitch well, but you see the opposite and it could be a sneaky stack? The Dodgers. Uh, It's pretty warm in L.A. They've always hit Grinky very well. and I'm I'm a little concerned, you know, Grinky, one thing that went under the radar when the last couple of years, he really started to pitch well when Jeff Mathis was his catcher. And Mathis is now, of course, in Texas. And this will be, you know, Grinky pitching to J.R. Murphy, who's more of a bat than a, a catch framer. At least that's that's been the early returns on him. And the dot have hit Grinky really well. Uh, Corey Seager, Jock Peterson, and Justin Turner, one through three. And if you want to go a little bit of narrative, you got Pollock batting in the fifth hole against his former team, Muncie and Bellinger both have good splits uh, in the four and six spots. So I like the Dodgers in this spot against Grinky. Um, and, you know, I wasn't on them as much, but as I looked at it more, I think that they really stand out one through six. 
uh, Oakland will be a little popular, but I don't think they're going to be extremely popular. I think your, your talk is going to be the Cubs and, and actually the Angels. And, and I really like Oakland here. You know, Chris Davis is he's a 40-home run guy up against Gay Hill. That's not a bad matchup for him. So Davis, Piscotty, and Chap 2 through 4 spot for Oakland, I really like because I'm not a big believer in, in Cahill. And I don't think people are using Cahill. They're just not attacking him. And the third one to take a, a shot on is the, the young Padres. Um, my, my pick all year, Fran Mel Reyes, is getting the start in the four hole. And we know Bumgarner's name, but until he proves that he's back to owner, I think we're perfectly clear to pick on him. So I, I kind of like some of the young Padres here today. What are you doing at catcher? Obviously, Gary Sanchez played early. JT Romero's game just started. They're generally like the top two guys that uh, went first and season long and are going to be the most expensive. Uh, is there is you usually like to go cheap at catcher, and especially on the slate here this afternoon? What what do you do there? Yeah, especially on this slate, it, it, to me, it's almost a, a complete punt at catcher. Um, a little bit of narrative I have this year is there's a lot of catchers that change teams. And I always like playing catchers against their former pitchers. I even took Ramos today against Scherzer, and he did get the hit again. Uh, it, it's a weak slate. I think, you know, Contreras would normally be the guy to go to, but even at 4,400, I'm not really looking to to pay up for him. He's got no one batting behind him that should give him protection. So I've actually funded my catcher today is uh, on DK is Josh Fegley uh, for Oakland. He's, I know he's batting ninth, but I have a lot of exposure, so I went there. I think probably maybe you're, you're – safest play if you wanted to just kind of take someone to hope they run into something as Tucker Barnhart betting seven for Cincinnati but um, for me I, I completely punt a catcher and I'll probably do that in the season uh, Who are some of the bats that you want to pay up for today? Some of the who? Sorry, the stacks? Bats. Uh, bats uh, who are you paying up oh, for? Oh, bats, today? yeah Sorry, yeah, I didn't hear you the, so, well, Like I mentioned, this uh, is number one I think Corey Sager at shortstop for the Dodgers if I'm just picking guys off in general from two of the teams that I like a lot. And then a team that I'm willing to take a shot on before, like I said, is, you know, I don't have a lot of confidence in Blake Snell early in the season because he didn't face a ton of bats in spring training. And you're getting Springer, Altuve, and Bregman. And we saw Bregman had a, had a decent spring. He's going to be in the MVP race this year. And I think if you want to pay up for anyone off, even in uh, the Tropicana Field ballpark, I really like this Houston top of the order kind of to, to be sneaky and flying under the radar today. So I'm not going to be paying up for uh, Mike Trout, you know, which look, we could say play Trout on the year. Um, and the one game that I'm just not on in Jens, I think a good ballpark is Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. So for Brooklyn, LA and, and Houston are kind of the top of the order guys to go for today. To me, there were quite a few surprises in some of the lineups that were put out today. Is there anything that caught your eye that maybe you didn't anticipate and you go, you know what, that that guy's a pretty good value. He's cheap. I didn't think he'd be in that spot. I didn't think he'd be in the lineup. I like the matchup. Anything that caught your eye when the lineups uh, were revealed today? Well, Jorge Polanco I know was questionable for the Twins. Like I mentioned, shortstop doesn't appear to be too deep. And for 3K, um, he's very cheap in the same order for, for Minnesota. I mean, really, the, the entire Twins, everyone's under 4K. Um, so the entire lineup is is cheap. I'm not really stuck overall um, at where people are batting, although I will say Eddie Rosario has always hit Corey Kluber well in the five-hole, but the guy I'm really excited about for the Twins this year, or one of the many guys, I should say, is C.J. Crone, and he's batting fifth. 
And I think Crone is a very sneaky batting fit there between Rosario and Marwin Gonzalez. I mentioned Framel Reyes. The guy was waiting to see if he was in the lineup, and he is uh, batting fourth, clean up, hitting 30 there. But overall, I mean, I think you you got guys like Robbie Grossman and Jesse Winker uh, who overall aren't going to excite you, but they're both batting top of the order, fairly cheap. Uh, and, you know, if you wanted a, a kind of a sneaky, real cheap home run play, G-Man's boy for uh, – for Tampa, I mean, he's he's a dead power header against Verlander, who does give up some batting third, 2,900. Um, we don't necessarily need that deep of value, but I wouldn't wouldn't shock me if uh, if he takes Verlander deep. And that is the ownership game. He's not going to be owned against Verlander, and yeah, exactly, he, goes, he will not. Yeah, and if he goes yard, man, I mean, and the guy's got power. I was telling Doc in the first hour, I'm like, uh, he was someone that, like, was on my mind late in drafts. In some leagues, he's only utility only. Like, I have a league, a best ball format, a draft champions, and I had Chris Davis in my utility, and I'm like, damn, I can't get Troy because he's only utility eligible right now. So glad to see him. He's at first base. Any other value plays that you want to mention here? got less than a minute to go and let people know what we got going on today. Yeah, the the Royals, the game I said, it is, it's you know, a rain issue, and I'll have to check on that here once uh, once we're done. But um, Frank Schwind has a, been a minor league guy. He's getting the start in his first ever game today, batting fifth. Uh, if you, if you are going with my Royals, you know don't don't overlook him at 3K there as as a good spot. But um, you know Fernandez had these Fairmill Reyes for for the Padres. Shout on these young Padre kids. You know they're going to come out amped up, and it wouldn't shock me even if to bum garner a bunch. They'll get to the bullpen today. All right, Steve, find them. ScoutDFS.com, opening 25, 25% off. Steve, thanks a lot for your time, and good luck the rest of the day. We'll talk to you soon. We'll wrap it up here at Scout Fantasy Sports. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited-time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-625-4922. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Fantasy. How's it going, Drew? You said you're not a, you're not a music guy. I mean, if you had to choose not a music guy. one genre or artist, what are you going with? What's what's a Drew Drinkmeyer go-to? I literally have no music uh, downloaded on my phone. I don't own any music. The opposite of Greg. Greg's always uh, you know down in the control room. He's got his headphones on. Yeah. He's jamming, working. But he's working. Third eye. You got a rundown today, did you not for me? I was working on that all morning. I was working on a FanDuel rundown as well all morning. Weekdays, noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. 
It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can find all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. Predictions for the season are up. And, of course, we'll have our in-season content beginning to roll out. Waiver wire picks, two-star pitchers, stock watch, and a lot more. And you can always ask your questions on the message boards and forums. So become a member, scoutfantasysports.com today. While your attention is focused on your college basketball Sweet 16 this evening, NFL teams are focusing on the 2019 NFL Draft. And for serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL Draft content every day of the year, to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. As we are here on opening day, uh, no games final yet, but the Mets and Nationals are in the ninth inning. Mets lead this 2-0, both runs driven in by Robinson Cano. He had a home run in the first inning off Max Scherzer. Uh, and the Mets trying to hold this lead as uh, Jacob deGrom, six scoreless innings, 10 Ks. Scherzer, 13 strikeouts, seven and two-thirds. Uh, they are going to the bottom of the ninth. The Mets ahead 2-0 as Ahmed Rosario was thrown out trying to steal second to end the ninth. So good news is, is... You know, he attempted a steal. Bad news is he got caught hitting seventh in the lineup today. That's one of the things with him. Yankees lead the Orioles after seven, six to two. The Brewers lead the Cardinals five, three in the top of the sixth inning. Uh, lots of home runs in this one. Mike Moustakis, Harrison Bader, Colton Wong, and Christian Yelich with a three-run homer. And the Braves and Phillies. They are in the bottom of the second inning. It is one-to-one. Andrew McCutcheon hit a home run in his first at-bat in a Phillies uniform. But the Braves come back and get a run. Ronald Acuna with a stolen base. So he led off the second inning with the walk and stole second. And maybe some people thought, okay, well, he's hitting cleanup. He might not run as much. Uh, I think the Braves will give him the green light. So, uh, so far, so good. And, that was one player I did not get in any leagues. I wanted uh, at least one share of Ronald Acuna. I could not get it. But the good thing is, you know, we'll have DFS. Aaron Nola off to a little bit of a shaky start. He does not have his command today. He has walked three through two innings. So Phillies and Braves tied at one there. Blue Jays about to get underway at home against Detroit. Marcus Stroman is on the mound against Jordan Zimmerman uh, in that one. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the uh, slate at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, several games coming up here. And only one night game tonight. The Red Sox are in Seattle to take on the Mariners as Chris Sale and Marco Gonzalez go head-to-head in that one. Uh, but, again, uh, a lot of news going on today, so you got to make sure you keep track. Hopefully you uh, got in your lineups in time of your weekly leagues. Obviously, daily formats. You can shuffle some things around. Uh, Will Smith named the closer today for the Giants. Andrew Heaney renewed discomfort in his elbow. He'll be shut down. Uh, So that's definitely not great news. Obviously, he went very cheap in drafts late, but uh, might come to a point where uh, some teams might have to cut him. Let's kind of wait and see what the news is here over the next day or two. Um, 
Uh, we got some news here, too. Starling Marte has been scratched due to a migraine. So uh, not good for uh, Starling Marte, who had a back issue here in the spring. So if you're playing DFS and you had Starling Marte in, get him out. He is out of the lineup today uh, with a migraine. So not the start you wanted to see, uh, especially since I drafted this guy last night. So uh, not, not good news there. Uh, but hopefully it's really is just a migraine. You know, they can be bad. Uh, there are people, I know some people who have some really, really bad migraines, uh, and that definitely can be bad. So don't want to take that lightly. But wanted to take a, a look at a few situations today and some lineups and some things that stood out and what we can take away from it. Uh, for the Blue Jays today, Brandon Drury is leading off playing third base. Now, he's probably going to play third base until Vladimir Guerrero Jr. comes up, and it looks like he's kind of close to a return. He's going to start playing some games. So I said it at the time. Like, with Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if you were on him, I didn't think that injury should push him down the draft board. I mean, he's basically going to return when we expect him to be up if he was injury-free. I think we all felt, okay, he'll start the year in the minor leagues and come up mid-April, end of April, sort of like Chris Bryant a couple years ago. They said it was the lowest of the oblique strains, so I don't see why there was any need to worry. And I wasn't taking Vlad in the third, fourth round. You know, I thought about it a couple times, but I didn't think you need to downgrade him that much. And he did fall in some drafts, so those owners, uh, if he lives up to the expectations, are going to be pretty happy about that. Teoscar Hernandez is hitting third today. Uh, that's something that maybe people were surprised about because Hernandez really wasn't getting drafted in too many mixed leagues. And if he was, it was a reserve round because we weren't sure of his playing opportunity. But he, it looks like he's going to get a lot of time now. They did trade Kendrys Morales. And the one thing that stood out here today, Rowdy Telez has made the team. He is batting seven today. He is going to be the DH. And I could see him being a pretty big waiver wire pickup over the weekend uh, with the Morales going to the A's, uh, that's going to open up some playing time there. So Telez uh, is a guy that I actually did get in some draft champions league. So he's going to get an opportunity. And I would think he was probably taken in a lot of the only drafts, I would think. Um, but obviously getting the call a lot quicker. So that's something to keep an eye on there. Lourdes Gurriel hitting fifth today. Kevin Pillar sixth for Toronto. Uh, for the Astros, no Carlos Correa. He's been dealing with this neck issue. And he is not in the lineup today. It doesn't feel like it's too serious, but, you know, little little concern for Correa considering all the injuries he's had the couple past years. And he's had a back injury, so, you know, the back and the neck. So, a little bit of a concern there. Oledmus Diaz is playing shortstop today for the Astros. Uh, the Rays lineup, some interesting things, and we talked about it uh, previously. G-Man Choi batting third. Now, it is against Justin Verlander, but... Choice got some pop. I think he's an interesting mixed league option. Maybe you have not found the replacement for Matt Olson. Just check your uh, league rules to see if he is eligible at uh, first base. Because I know in some leagues he's only utility eligible. Brandon Lau, who they signed to a contract extension uh, for years. Uh, he is hitting cleanup today as the D8. So he might be a guy... That could still be on waiver wires. Uh, I did draft him in the reserve round of a 15-team uh, league. Actually, the night he signed his extension, it was before. And Mike Zunino is batting ninth, uh, if you're taking a look at that. For the Cubs, you know, Kyle Schwarber, I mean, he's not in the lineup today. And you say, well, he's going against the lefty. Yeah, but they're in Texas on the road, and they have the DH. 
You can't get Kyle Schwarber in against Mike Miner? You got to play Mike Zagunis in the left field? I mean, come on. So that was why you know, I liked Schwarber a lot last year, and he was decent. I mean, he didn't live up to expectations. I thought he would be a lot better. He's got a lot of ability, but if they're not going to let him play against the lefties on the road in the AL, I mean, that's a concern. Shinshu Chu is out of the lineup today. It's a little bit of a surprise against John Lester. I know it's lefty, but you'd figure he'd be good enough to start. It's Hunter Pence getting the start at DH and hitting fifth. Pence had a really good spring, and you know I really wasn't buying into it. But like I said, I picked him up in Tout Wars because uh, in Tout Wars, the rule is if you pick a guy up, he's in your lineup. And I had some injuries, and it's a four, basically a four-game week with Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I said, hey, Pence had a great spring. What if this sticks? Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe he's rejuvenated. He's healthy. He ran. I think he had like six, seven stolen bases. So it's basically four days. They're at home. So I took the shot on him. He's batting fifth. Uh, Ronald Guzman's a guy to keep an eye on in deeper formats. He revamped his swing. Uh, He looked good in the spring. Uh, I had him in the bold predictions as well uh, for the Texas Rangers. So I'm actually starting him in the great fantasy baseball invitational this week. I got hit with a lot of injuries there. Aaron Hicks, uh, Ryan O'Hearn not in the lineup. Uh, There was another injury, too. Um, uh, The Mets, they do get the victory. They beat the Nationals 2-0. Edwin Diaz with a 1-2-3 inning. He got two fly balls to the outfield, and then he struck out Matt Adams to end the game. So the Mets get off to a good start. A low-scoring game, as we all expected uh, the Mets defeat the Nationals 2 to nothing to open the season. Jacob DeGrom did not have his best stuff, but he managed to get through six innings and not allow a run. So he gets his first win of the year. Five hits, no runs, a walk in 10 Ks. Seth Lugo with a scoreless seventh, striking out the side. Uris Familia, a scoreless eighth. And Diaz with the scoreless ninth and a strikeout to pick up his first save as a New York Met. Max Scherzer was phenomenal in this game. He just made one bad pitch that Robinson Cano deposited over the fence for a home run. Scherzer, seven and two-thirds innings, two hits, two earned runs, three walks, 12 strikeouts, but he takes the loss in this game. And Trey Turner, three stolen bases, hit number two in the lineup today. He was two for four with a strikeout, and we heard a lot before the year of how Trey Turner was going to run a lot more this year. He has the ability to get 50, 60, 70 steals. Obviously, health is going to be a factor. Keep in mind, he played 162 games last year. I will say I was not a Trey Turner advocate. We'll see. I think last year I was right. Uh, Maybe this year it's different. I I need to see the average higher. I need to see more power and the RBIs. You know, a guy in the first round, you know, I I want a 100 RBI guy in the first round. I prefer a guy to get 290, 300. I've taken Aaron Judge at the end of the first round, and he might be a 280 guy. But uh, if he cuts down the strikeouts with this revamped leg kick, maybe he's 290. Um, but, you know, I just worry that Turner doesn't do enough. We'll see. Uh, maybe he ramps it up. And I understand in the overall contest doing it, you, you know, you get that high floor for steals. Um, and it can be successful. That's the thing you'll hear a lot of people say, don't do this, don't do that. Uh, you could still build a successful team, I think, with Trey Turner. It's something that I don't do. Uh, I have not taken them. Uh, it's, so it's just my personal, the way I build my teams. But I'm sure there's someone out there that could say, hey, look, I finished here in the overall with taking Turner three or four. It's possible. Um, obviously, you, you just need to do a really good job of getting the power and RBIs because uh, a lot of the 100 RBI guys, three, four hitters, all go in the first round, second round. Uh, but a good start for Turner here. 
uh, the Mets, have, they allow a lot of stolen bases. Uh, that's definitely something to keep in mind there. So a good start here for the Mets as uh, Robinson Cano, a uh, good debut as a Met, 2-4 with a run and two RBIs. He accounts for both RBIs on the day. And Pete Alonso got his first major league hit. He was one for four with two strikeouts, hitting number two in the lineup. So a good start there for the New York Mets today. Uh, they'll be off tomorrow and back to take on the Nationals on Saturday. Uh, some of the other things that stood out, Zach Cozart's playing today. I thought he was going to be injured to begin the year, but he is playing third base, hitting sixth. No uh, David Fletcher for the Angels. I thought he uh, might get a lot of playing time this year, and uh, he is not in the lineup today. It is Tommy LaStella playing second base, so that's something to keep an eye on. For the A's, they acquired Kentrys Morales, obviously not in the lineup today, so we see Chad Pinder once again at second base, hitting sixth. Jarks and Profar goes to first, but you'll probably see a lot of Kentrys Morales Chris Davis still the DH there. Ramon Laureano dropped down in the order, hitting eighth today, and Josh Fegley behind the plate. Uh, we mentioned Starling Marte definitely scratched today. Francisco Cervelli's hitting fifth, and, you know, obviously catcher's a, a dreadful position, but that is a guy that, um, you know, if he stays fifth, could put up decent numbers this year. Definitely isn't a good lineup. Melky Cabrera is starting in right field. Lonnie Chisenhall is out four to six weeks as he was hit by a pitch in uh, – has a hand injury. Uh, for the Reds, uh, Jose Peraza batting sixth. Yasiel Puig third. Man, love Yasiel Puig this year, man. I think he has a big year. The Rockies, Ryan McMahon gets the start at second base today. He is batting seventh, so no Garrett Hampson in the lineup uh, for now. So we'll see how this plays out. You know, I wouldn't panic too much, um, but we'll see what happens with um, – Garrett Hampson here going forward. Uh, I think they're going to try and find a way to get all these guys in uh, would be my guess. Uh, I would think that they want to to try and get Hampson in there for sure. So uh, don't panic yet if you're a Hampson owner. Let's see what happens uh, here as it looks like uh, Greg Bird has uh, gone yard for the Yankees. So getting some booze early on and uh, now uh, it's a home run off a of lefty here. Uh, to open uh, the eighth inning. So, uh, you know, Farron Hicks misses an extended period of time. You know, you could see him in there, and he was someone that was starting to be someone picked up off the waiver wire in a couple leagues uh, over the last day or so. And uh, I think as we got closer to the season, we kind of knew that he would get some playing time there. So we'll see how long he could stick in the lineup for the Yankees. Uh, on the Marlins side, Nothing real surprising here. We do see Garrett Cooper uh, hitting cleanup, playing right field um, for the Marlins as they set Pete O'Brien down to begin the season. Uh, that's probably more of an NL-only guy. Maybe you can monitor him in mixed leagues to see if he does anything, but I think he's more of an NL-only guy. He had a good spring, so um, that's uh, something to, to keep an eye on there. Um also, lineup notes uh, from across the league that stood out. The Indians, Tyler Naquin batting third. I mean, this is just a dreadful lineup. Hanley Ramirez made the team. He's batting fifth as the DH. Uh, he'd be a guy I watch to see if he has anything left. He might still be out there in a lot of leagues and could be interesting because he's going to get the playing opportunity at this point. So uh, just make sure that you uh, – I would monitor him and see uh, if you need anything. Jorge Planco is in the lineup today. He is batting second. Byron Buxton is hitting ninth. As I told you with the Giants, man, Connor Joe and Michael Reed batting sixth and seventh. What a dreadful lineup they are running out there today. 
The big thing here is the Padres. No Hunter Renfro in the lineup today against the lefty and Madison Bumgarner. And that was one of the biggest questions going into the year. What are the Padres going to do in this outfield? And today, they have Manny Margot in center field hitting seventh. They have Framo Reyes in right hitting cleanup and Will Myers in left. I think they wanted Will Myers to play center, but it wasn't going well. So that's where Manny Margot could benefit. I mean, he's really the only center fielder on this roster. I mean, yeah, you could put Franchi Cordero out there, but he's been very erratic. And Austin Hedges is catching. I know a lot of people want to see Mejia, who will get some time, and he's got the good bat, but I think they also feel Hedges is the better defensive catcher. So that's really something to watch here. And Fernando Tatis is hitting sixth. Hosmer hitting fifth, probably because of the lefty. I could see Hosmer potentially hitting third against right-handers. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on there, or maybe hitting second. Uh, obviously, they're going against the lefty today. Wilmer Flores batting third for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Enrique Hernandez, as you know, we've talked about, is the starting second baseman, batting seventh today. Cody Bellinger actually hitting sixth. That's a little bit of a surprise there. Uh, the Mariners, an interesting lineup. Mitch Hanniger, Domingo Santana, the top two, and Carnacion third, Bruce fourth. Malik Smith is hitting seventh in the lineup, and uh, uh, Frank Schwindel batting fifth at first base for the Royals. No Ryan O'Hearn as they're going against the lefty. Don't forget, check out ScoutDFS.com. The run's out tonight. Do you want 25% off the entire season? Then act fast. Get in there by midnight. ScoutDFS.com. Opening 25 is the promo code to get 25% off the entire season. That wraps it up. I'll be back Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.